Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 265 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Culverton. And who is going Charlotte, Jonathan, Charlotte, Jonathan, Jonathan, Charlotte with me tonight? Yet another Belmont, Carrie Chandler, Carusetta on Twitch and YouTube. Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. Hi. And you guys are here to join me to talk about another Castlevania game, an episode that we pretty much forced into existence when we did Dawn of Sorrow (laughs) last year. Uh Uh, We're here to talk about Castlevania Portrait of Ruin that developed by Konami, published by Konami, came out Nintendo DS only still in 2006 and is forever locked that system, unfortunately, as of now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole reason we did this is when we ever did Dawn of Sorrow, Mike you have, had very mean words to say about <laughs> this game. So I was like, well, we're going to cover it in the show and see if, his, see if his opinion changes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, so for those that don't know, this is a Metroidvania game. Egovania, if you want to call it. It's essentially this Castlevania 2D side-scroller game where you explore things. Metrovania. There you go. Same thing. But this one is a sequel to Castlevania Bloodlines, which came out on the Genesis. This took place during World War One. This one takes place during World War Two, where you play as John's son, Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> Dracula's Castle came back, and you're sent to go figure it out. There's a, there's a plot. Yep. And is a vampire. Uh, there's like an artist vampire named Brawner who's using paintings to like do his magic in this one, which should be very cool. It is very cool. So I don't know it, what you're saying. Should be. It should be very cool. <laughs> but they they just I don't know. It feels like they didn't. It feels like they don't explore the cool parts of the cool stuff that happens in this game, and they just kind of go, oh, well, this is our our secondary antagonist we're gonna cram dracula in here at the end and we're just sort of gonna forget about this i mean that's kind of an that's an egovania tradition though that's symphony of the night did that with shaft and you have that in uh aria of sorrow and donna sorrow both you you know you're fighting a different antagonist in the very end it's like also dracula yeah but i don't know except for donna sorrow i guess not also dracula also chaos but yeah, Area so. Sorrow's chaos. Because right, alert, you chaos. are Dracula. Right, yeah. right. That's right. You're not fighting. Dr- that's true. That's true. So I guess it's, no, just, that, it's just that Symphony then with, that does that with these games yeah. to kind of do that. I I don't mind that at all. I mean, I like the oh, fact yeah, that Dracula shows up. There's all, also the gimmick of this game is that you have two playable characters, Jonathan and Charlotte. You can switch between at any time, and they have different abilities. Yeah, and and I, I, I love I love this game. Um, I think it's maybe my like fourth or fifth favorite Castlevania. I never played it till I played it for this podcast, but I, I played it. I almost 100%ed it. I had one spell left to collect in New Game Plus when I finally just kind of gave up on farming it because it was really annoying. But otherwise, I would have had 100% like everything on it. And I really enjoyed it. And then I played through one of the, the alternate modes where you play as one of the bosses. But I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I will say, if, you're, if your criticism is based on the story... That's probably fair. I've never cared for like even a tenth of a second about any Castlevania story ever. I don't even pay attention to the story. I skip all the dialogue playing these <laughs> just for the mechanics. Yeah, and but I, I, yeah, I have zero interest in the story of Castlevania games. So that, yeah. I, that is probably fair if that's your problem with it. I, I can't really say. Yeah, it is. And that's another thing about this game is that it's like playing it 
is fine. Like playing it, I don't really have any problems with. I don't think, you know, it's it's bad in any way as far as a game goes. But there's also, you know, <laughs> I could also be playing Symphony of the Night or Ari of Sorrow or even Bloodlines or like any Metroid game. Like there's so many games that I would rather be playing than this that the interesting stuff that this game does do, it doesn't do enough to make me like the game if that makes any sense yeah yeah i guess i mean to me the the big draw of this one is that that you're playing as two characters yeah and that you're flipping between them constantly or you can you can have one following you around but you know you have the the problem there that their hp is your mp so you're going to run out of mp if they're constantly getting hit so yeah. you got to kind of be strategic about when you use them and then you have certain bosses that like you have the one boss does the uh, charm ability that only works on male characters. So you have to play, you might get really used to playing as Jonathan all the time because playing as Jonathan is basically just symphony. Of the, if you're playing just as Jonathan, it's basically symphony of the night. Like he, he does everything that Alucard does except for spells. He has a lot of the, he has, you know, the same, it's the same thing, right? It's, it's yeah. right. Except for yeah, like, it's the ability to change weapons and do different sub weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Weapons, sub weapons. You have some he jumps skills. the same. He just he can't jumps the same. He, he has the back. He has the backstep dodge. He slides. He eventually gets the, he eventually gets the like, um, the like Griffin wing, the space. Yeah. Is it like the space jump or whatever? Yeah. He eventually gets that. So it really is just like playing Symphony Night if you play just as him. And then Charlotte is basically like Maria mode, more or less. Right. Okay. Not, not a, really, but you know what I mean? Like you're playing as like the, the wizard character instead. Yeah, spellcaster. Yeah, the spell. I, Very, I say, it's not exactly Maria mode because Maria mode, you're just like throwing animals at people. So that's Yeah, like Maria is like way more powerful <laughs> than Charlotte, I think. Well, Charlotte's got some pretty epic spells later on. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, there, there's one thing. Did, how long did it take you guys to figure out that you can charge your spells? When you put it in the chat. Oh, when I put it in the chat. It was a while. Yeah. I, I I read it somewhere that I could do it, but it wasn't until you you put it in. I'm like, hmm. Then I went and finally actually pulled it off. Like, yeah, oh, I had no idea that you could do that. Every spell can be charged. They all do different stuff when you charge them. And if you have both the characters out at the same time, when you charge it, it can sometimes do special effects also. The one that got me was the the speed. Once you get like the speed boost power that you get at the end of these games, usually. I never got that. Oh, so yeah. So I you see know, it like, right now, the like green one. For Charlotte? It's like a, yeah, it's like a thing you do in these games. Like in Symphony Night, it's the upgraded wolf, right? And once you get it, you just run around as a wolf all the time because you can go so fast. And it's the Jaguar power. And uh, Arya and Dawn is the Jaguar power. And you don't get it till like right before you go to fight the final boss in those games. But it's useful for running around. And this one, you get it a little earlier. But I figured out on New Game Plus is when I finally noticed, hey, wait a minute, I could charge. What if I charge the speed and you just are like, you're like the flash. You're just like flying around the screen. That's what I'm seeing right now. And you also yeah. do damage whenever you hit people with it, just like the Jaguar power. So, so what am I, when we did Dawn of Sorrow, I had a lot of complaints, which <laughs> were not in this game because the choice was taken away from me. Thank God. And I was given less choice. And apparently that's what I need in a Castlevania or a Metroidvania game. I don't want choices between like abilities to use like this game was like here's your sub weapons and for a while i only used just a regular attack because it's me it wasn't yeah. until carrie posted in the chat he's like each boss really has a weakness to a sub weapon or something and then i started actually looking that up and playing that way in the game way easier but yeah. less choice my, my is favorite, a good thing for me my favorite was the coconut cream pie or whatever the cream yes. pie that costs zero mana and if you master it it does like 
45 damage, which is not very much, but it's just like you can spam it. And so you just like pie machine gun people really good at that. And, and it has like a yeah. giant and it, it's like a flamethrower basically in terms of it's like or a shotgun in terms of it's a spread. So it's just like hard to miss with. That's fun. That's how I beat Richter was just kite him around throwing pies at him. That's what you're supposed to do because he's also weakness to it because it does yeah. dark damage. Yes. Yep. It's and one it of your few things MP, that does dark Unless you master it, then it costs zero MP from my understanding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, also one thing that this game introduced that was new to me is that you have a guy named, what the hell is it? Wind in here, Wind. which is a ghost, which is Eric Lacard from Castlevania Bloodline, but now he's been killed, which is awesome that he's in this. And he gives you quests. I also really like that feature. I think this is the first time I've seen it in a Castlevania game. Yeah, I have complaints about that system. But yes, if you're trying to 100% it, it's annoying because he gives you the quests randomly. And if you sell the items, the the quests never go away. If you sell, that's why I had to I had to do New Game Plus to get off to do off his quests because I sold all my items really early on just for some money. And then he has quests where it's like find this item, and there's only one of the item in the game doesn't drop. So. But then, yeah, figure out what they expect you to do is you at the at the time you won't you might not believe me, but that feature is gone. There was an online feature you could connect to other yes. players and trade items. You that can, was you a can trade items, yeah, to make it easier. Yep. But that that feature is long gone. <laughs> so. Yeah. But uh, the, his quest, what I don't like about them is it gives you them in random order, and you can only have like five active at a time. And so if you just get like four that you're not ready for, you just can't do it. You just, you're you're stuck until you get further in the game, and then yeah, and then stupid. yeah, it's I, annoying. I didn't realize they were that random. At first, I thought they were like they would. There was an order they would do them in, like from the you know the earlier part of the game that you got farther, you get later. But then I I kind of see what you mean. I, was I think there is that. there is yeah there is some order to it. It seems like, but it's it's still yeah. You can also unlock one without without having like if he if he didn't if you have an opening slot and you do the quest, you can then and you. It'll open up and you can just like I did that for the sub weapon. I just ended up yeah. doing the sub weapon before he even asked me to because Carrie told me about it and I looked up a bunch of the quests and then I just went and mastered stuff. So then as soon as I cleared a quest, that one came up and I just cleared that one too. Yeah. And yeah, the the one that I, I had just one quest left to do to hundred percent it, and that was to collect all of Charlotte's spells. And she has one spell that is like a three percent drop off of an enemy that only appears in the boss rush in um the nest of evil. And it's at like the beginning of like the fourth level of the Nest of Evil. So there's like there's one guy and he has like a three, uh, maybe an eight percent chance to drop it. And then if he doesn't drop it, then you've got to beat that floor and go back and do it again. And you can't go backwards. You can't like exit the room, enter the room, like everything else in the game. You can farm in a regular place. But that one spell only there. And it's like, well, this is just I spent maybe three hours working on that one and it didn't drop. And I was like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm good. I, okay. I wouldn't. I was trying to go for Jonathan's all of Jonathan's abilities. Yeah, and I had to kill a, a royal guard, or whatever the hell those big final guard guy is. Yeah, and I did it like five, six times. I'm like, fuck this, and then I yep. was into that. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I got that one. I got lucky on that one. And he dropped it on like my second try. So nice. I, yeah. I don't understand. There must be something wrong with my brain because all of this stuff you guys are talking about, and you're like, oh yeah, it was no big deal. This was kind of annoying. This was the stuff that like made me not like this game, like this, this little stuff. And uh, again, and if you're not paying attention to this story, like, I guess it's fine. But like Jonathan is the most annoying kind of like anime whiny protagonist, like can't figure his shit out. Yeah, he's he's very stereotypical. That's true. He's 
he's so annoying. Like I, I felt like they didn't do enough with Bronner, which like could have been cool. Like it just all of this stuff was just like little stuff that kept picking at me. And I'm like, I would rather be playing literally any other Metro, like any other Metroidvania at all. And so like when you guys are talking about it, I'm like, yeah, this stuff is very annoying. Like, how are you like, I don't understand just like blowing past that stuff because that stuff is it didn't, obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to drops, I'm, I've always been like this in games. I, I just move on. I'm like, okay, that's nice. If I don't get it. I don't, you know, I, I won't try that hard for that long unless I really need it. And in a case like this, I didn't need these, some of these abilities. I didn't give a shit. But yeah. That, that's you, so that, that's the thing is like it, I obsess over hundred percent in games just cause that's like how my brain works. But like, it's completely optional. Like you could beat this game without ever farming for a second. Like yeah, you don't no, need, you don't need any of the things, not even necessarily the farming. I mean like the, the quest stuff. Oh, well, the quests are also complete. All of them are optional. Like, none of them are required yeah, but, to the game. But, like, you get good stuff for doing the quests. And, like, it, it just, it does make the game better when your quest system is, like, fun. Yeah. This I didn't enjoyed it. Most of the quests are fine. Two quests I, I fucked up, my fucked myself over by selling two items that I needed later on. That was my only issue with it. Other than that, I was fine. Yeah, and and the the quest that I was talking about finding Maria's like spell, like that's like the last possible like it's yeah. finding Maria's spell, last all of Maria's spells, and mastering all of Jonathan's sub weapons. Right? Is it mastering all of them or just finding all of them? Just finding them all. You don't yeah, only have to master all. holy cross. Yeah, there's certain ones you have to master. Yeah, holy, holy water and like dagger. the Bible or the Bible. That's right. Because it's yeah, like you get the, a you get a really good weapon for doing it, which I did, and then I was kind of set. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny, though, because, like, you're saying the re- the rewards are good, but really, I didn't really use much of the rewards. Like, one of them is, like, a like a pretty cool spell that I used, and then I was like, yeah, I mean, this is fine, but I, I like my spell I'm already using. And really, once you beat Richter, I nothing is as good as the Vampire Killer. Like, there's the upgraded vamp- Like, there's a few things that do more damage, but they're slower. The, the upgraded Vampire Killer is fast, does a lot of damage, and has long reach so i kind of like used it almost exclusively I, once i once i powered it up i did not use it at all i used alucard's spear which i got from yeah, win that, and that was my that was my go-to weapon until i beat the game alucard's spear is the highest damage thing in the game i think other yeah. than yeah i think it is but uh i didn't use it much because i don't like the spear attack style it's too slow and it doesn't have a good arc like if i'm going to do something slow i want like a great sword or an axe that does like a big arc around me yeah but I use that the whip has the arc also and also does like, I think almost as much damage It's like 90% as much damage as the Alucard spear. And you don't have to do any quests for that one. That's just, you get that one through the playing the game naturally. I also liked uh, I found a, the nebula whip really early. Oh yeah. And that, that thing was super useful because it homes in on whatever you're the nearest enemy. So you don't even have to like aim. You just like run forward, pressing attack and it, it hits whatever you're aiming at. That was it's, cool. And it does pretty good. decent damage. Yeah. I used it most of the game to kind of go back to what like what one thing one of mike's complaints like with the story and how jonathan is a whiny brat but like i didn't care because i really didn't read i mean i would read some of what was happening on the screen but i didn't give a shit like i'm i'm with carrie like i love story in game but this is a game where i'm just like i'm just having a blast reading it yeah playing it not reading it i kind of just assumed that in a castlevania game the story is not going to be good so it's like i mean i know all the castlevania stories because I've actually have watched a three-hour video on the timeline of every Castlevania game multiple <laughs> oh, yeah. times in my life at this point on YouTube. 
So I love the story, but I just don't like. I'm fine. I, I think it's cool that you're playing as the son of the guy from Castlevania Bloodlines, and that just takes place during World War Two. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's super damn cool. But it doesn't. I just ignore Jonathan whining when he's when he's talking. I'm like, oh, whatever. I mean, yeah, I figure well, he's he's no worse than Cloud or Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, and that game yeah. is like beloved for its story and all that, and that character is completely like irredeemable and whiny in that game yeah too. and i i don't like final fantasy 7 either <laughs> yeah oh so, yeah, i love final fantasy 7 yeah, that's one of my favorite games but again not really playing it for the not really playing it for the you know the amazing storytelling uh, I'm yeah, that, so many years. It, it i mean just, it, it does have i mean final fantasy 7 does have a pretty good story actually but um it does i'm just saying cloud is your typical you know anime whiny boy yeah it's just it, like, uh, or or what's his name for Final Fantasy twelve? Which is, I mean, I love Final Fantasy twelve, but the main character in that is is completely useless and forgettable. I can't even remember his name. Vaughn. Vaughn, yeah. He's, I know who he is, but I never he's barely that. the main character, though. Really, I know it's mostly it's more, I, that's that's the one Final Fantasy I've never Ash. really played. Yeah, that that game. He's more like the observe. He's like the the third party observer of the of the really good story, actually. Well, for for a video game, honestly. <laughs> But like also with this game, like another thing that I really I, I also enjoyed the portrait. I think, Mike, you had a problem with the portraits, too, right? As far as just them being like, because instead of having a giant castle, you go into yeah. portraits that then lead to their own yeah. little mini dungeons. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Mario 64. Yeah. Another game I don't like. <laughs> I don't like the game either, to be honest with you. So. I don't like Mario 64. What the no. hell? What do you like? I, I, if That's Mario's why you were talking not, about before you weren't a Nintendo kid, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. If if Mario's not running left to right, I don't care. <laughs> oh, you're so I'm missing out. You, I mean, to be honest, I, but. Well, no, no, I'm not you... missing out. I've played all of those games. I played through all of the 3D Marios. Well, I didn't beat Sunshine, but. What about, what I, about Odyssey, though? Odyssey's so Odyssey's good. fine. Okay. I think Odyssey is fine. Okay. Well, Never played it good. We can still, we can, we can still be friends, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of 60 Mario 64. You can hear about all about on this podcast. A long I, time ago. Didn't we do a Mario 64? We did, yeah. Episode? Me, you, yeah. and Tony. I love, I, I, I love, I love Mario 64. I was, I was late to the N64 party because yeah. I was, you know, I went from NES to Genesis to PlayStation. Yeah. And like, so 64, I missed out until I was like 30. And yeah, I and that played makes Mario sense, 64 the first time when I was 30. And I'm like, this yeah, that's not, is yeah, not you, great. Yeah, no, you experienced it at the wrong time. So yeah, yeah, it's that's true. That's true. Like I went, you know, NES, SNES, 64, GameCube, like that route. So yeah, for me, yeah, Mario 64 is to me one of the best video games ever made. Like I think other games have surpassed it but only by building off of it and taking from it, not like on their own. Yeah. But. And I've, I, I mean, I have that with games, like there's stuff that is sort of like solidified in my memory as like classics. But if someone were to play it for the first time today, I would, they would probably hate it. And I totally get that. Yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, it's, but it's like Mario 64 and that you've got this overarching castle and this game is actually still pretty big. It's like it's it's like a, you know half or a fourth the size. I say it's like half the size of the Symphony of the Night main castle, right? It's not bad size. It's about yeah, like, it's about half the size fine. of the right side up <laughs> castle. But then and then you've got these what nine nine other worlds, eight eight worlds and paintings. Yeah, because you have the four, then you have the four darker versions of them that you do again after you get to where Bronner is. Right, and then you've got the Nest of Evil, which is its own thing. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because I, I didn't. Not, so I played this game when I first got my 3ds. I went to GameStop and I randomly and I, I got my 3ds in like 2016 or no way 2017 2018 and I got lucky and found this complete in box at a GameStop. They just happened to have it with a case sitting in one of their cases, and I remember I bought it and I played it back then, but I didn't do Nest of Evil. This yeah. time I went and did everything. I did it almost. I did Nest of Evil. I was I was gonna if I wouldn't have sold those items, I might I might have messed around more to try to get hundred percent. But yeah, I I played through and beat the game and got the got got all all the endings, and then I did New Game Plus and almost hundred percent of it, and then I played through in the sister mode where you play as Stella and Loretta at the same time, and I almost beat it with that, and then I just I kind of like finally put it down and went back to what I to. To playing to cyber, I think I went back to cyberpunk or something. But <laughs> I, but I, yeah, I played through this game and then I said I want to play a good game and I played uh, Metroid Dread. <laughs> hey, that no, yes, okay. that is that is a big upgrade. Metroid <laughs> Metroid Dread is maybe my second favorite Metroid game. It's it's definitely I think it's the my best second Metroid. favorite. Yeah, I think it's the best Metroid game, but I can't not. For for me, Super Metroid's always going to be the best one. Just because I'm ig- I'm exactly the same there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Were we on the uh, the top games, the top Metroidvanias podcast? Yeah, 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 was, yeah that's right. Great. I remember that. That was where we lined up. Was on Super Metroid. Yeah, Metroid, <laughs> Super Metroid and Metroid Dread. We lined up on this, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Metroid I Dread would we, be a, a nice palate cleanser after this for sure. Yeah, I think we play games different ways. Yeah. So, like, I can see because there are different ways to play these games, and it was just this one. It's one of those things like I can put up with a lot of bullshit in games like I don't mind bullshit in games. But when it's like I I would rather have some big bullshit thing like, you know, a big gameplay thing rather than what's in this game is like I I think I said it in the chat. It's like it's like an uncanny valley of a Castlevania game like everything's just slightly off. I think I would like it better if it was more off, but because it's like, this is almost like Aria of Sorrow. This is almost like Symphony of the Night, Yeah. but it's, it, it's not quite like, I would rather it be like Order of Ecclesia where it's like its whole own thing rather than it being as close as it is to, you know, those ones that I, that I enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So it, probably the reason that I don't like this game is, is my own fault, <laughs> but I, I went, I mean, you're like a, me with like, when I played Donna sorrow, I hated Donna sorrow. Yeah. Which is, I insane. played it wrong. <laughs> I played it completely wrong. Yeah. I don't. And I didn't play this wrong. Uh, like I didn't have a problem. I'm, I'm assuming we'll talk about it at some point, but like the Dracula fight is obnoxious. I didn't have like horrible time with it, but it's an obnoxious fight. Like, I think I did it like four or five times. Where you fight Dracula and death at the same time. At the same time. Like, that's not how that goes. (laughs) I, Oh, I mean, I thought that was like a fresh twist on it instead of it just being the same as, I don't know. Like, and, and and I didn't think that fight was like difficult because you just, it isn't when you do what me and Carrie did and level your ass up real high and then go into that fight. Yeah, I don't know I that I was super high, but we the, were. The big thing is, is that you just focus. Death has like half as much HP as Dracula, so you just focus down Death because you only have to beat one of them. Yeah. When you I played this game the the first time, like six years ago or so, I had a terrible time with that final boss fight. But then again, I didn't look up a guide. I didn't know like what we what the weaknesses were. 
I didn't do the Nest of Evil, and I got my ass handed to me multiple times before I got lucky and beat Death and Dracula. This time, after beating the Nest of Evil and knowing what I was doing and having looked up what to do, it was a cakewalk. Yeah, to be, to be fair, I did, like, look up just, like, you know, tips, and it was just, like, focus on death. Dra- Dra- he has way less HP than Dracula, and you don't have to beat them both. And I was like, oh, okay, and then I beat him on my first attempt. Yeah, but, I, de- I definitely wasn't high enough level to be doing what, because I just wanted to get this game over with. <laughs> so I yeah, didn't do any, I like, I didn't do any, which I, I always end up doing in, like, pretty much any game that I play. Like, I'm always like the first time is extra hard for me because I like to get to the end of a game. So, oh, yeah. See, I like, I like to save the end for the very last. Oh, thing. so see, I, I, I always, like, I always like I've done everything I can do in this game. Now I'll go ahead and beat it. Yeah, I do it the second time. I, I always try to do the story first, which never helps me in Souls games or Metroidvanias. <laughs> but like when I do a new game plus, then I'll go and explore. And, you know, by the time I get to the end, I'm like a destroyer god. But that first time is always very, very hard for me. <laughs> you see, with these games, like that's why I love uh, the Egovanias more than just Metroid. It's because I get lost a lot and I explore every nook and cranny. And the fact that I'm just getting experience while I wander around helps my brain. Like, this is okay to get lost. It's okay to spend an hour running around killing things because at least you're getting something out of it. Versus, like, a Metroid game where I'm getting nothing out of it and I get irritated. You're getting something out of it. You get to play a Metroid game. <laughs> but I want experience. <laughs> one of my favorite games of all... One of my, my favorite Metroidvania game is probably Bloodstained. I think that was in the recording, too. And this is one of my... Yeah. This is probably my second... Like, I love this game. I, I love the enemy design. I love the everything about this game. I love this Castlevania. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I just, it is so much fun to me. Like, you know, the, the variances in the paintings, how they're a little bit different, everything like that. The stuff with having Charlotte there, like, I had her out almost all the time, even though she drains MP. But for me, it's not a big deal because I usually don't use MP <laughs> until late in the game <laughs> or boss fights because I just, I, that's how I play any game i don't use magic except for boss fights or healing that's it no that's yeah, funny. It, if so. you were if you were to ask me if i would rather play this than most other games i would say this but since we're not like comparing it like i'm not comparing it to other games i'm comparing no. it to other castlevania games this what... is like I, I think the only one that i have lower on my list is super castlevania 4 i think that's the only one that's lower than this Okay. On my fair. personal list. And, and like, I would just rather play any other Castlevania game. No, I, I get that. I mean, there's nothing, you know, each their own. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I was hoping that when you went back to this, you would have a different experience. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> I went back into it like, like, all right, well, these guys were saying all this great stuff about this game. And I'm like, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And like, Jonathan ruined it. Like right away, like as soon as I saw Jonathan talking, I was like, oh, Christ, this is why I hated this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, fair. I mean, and then, yeah. yeah. And then, like I said, just everything is just so slightly off. It, it just it it just kept piling up until I was like, I would rather be playing anything right now. <laughs> Give me yeah, let me it, get back to Pal World. No, I <laughs> I didn't have Pal World before I before I started playing this. But uh, like I, like I said, I played Dread right after this, and I'm like, now this is a game. <laughs> no, I get I don't like Dread that much, so it's <laughs> too hard for me. Dread's an amazing game, but it's too hard. Metroid, I, I was Metroid surprised. Oh. Yeah, 
I was surprised when I started it this time and it gave me options for difficulty. I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, they added that later. I mean, I, I put it on the shelf. I'm pretty sure from what I remember in my episode when we did it, I think, or maybe stack. I, can't, I, I, I mean, amazing fucking game. Oh, whoo, that hard. Go listen to whatever I said about that trade dread. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> go, go oh, I, 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 it's Metro Dread, like, considered hard among... I think it was hard to I I didn't have too much problem until the last boss. The last boss, I think, is maybe the hardest Metroid boss. But other than that, Mm. I thought it was pretty standard. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm good at games. But uh, I guess these these are the kind of games I'm really good at, I guess. Because, yeah, I didn't think Metroid Dread was difficult. But you both are Dark Souls fiends you are gonna get <laughs> that's, that's true yeah and okay, so like that, that kind of yeah. says it for me it's to me for me games are like all about the mechanics usually mm-hmm. with all with most games so for me this game is just like it was bringing new mechanics and i liked the mechanics mostly so you know it still to me doesn't rise to the level of symphony of the night which is you know simplicity like perfection and simplicity to me mm-hmm. in, in terms of those mechanics and i think that i prefer the 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 spell system in um, Dawn of Sorrow and Aria of Sorrow to this. Uh, similarly, I would, you know, prefer Bloodstained to this. But I think otherwise, this is probably, yeah, like my, probably my fourth favorite Castlevania game, most likely. See, that's I mean, too much thinking in, in, in some of those games that you mentioned. Like, but for <laughs> me, this is what I loved. Like, I love the simplicity of this game because and also like the, the, the re- like it gave me an excuse to do more. Like I spent hours in that hallway mastering skills and, and farming money off by killing these minotaurs. I killed over, must have been, a, well, I looked at it at one point, it was over 600. Because you, que- you wanted to do the quest? That, and I wanted to be stronger, so as I played more of the game, it would be easier. And I had an excuse uh. to be checking multiple boxes in Mike's head while he did the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I mean, it when it I comes do, to I RPG, do like having tasks to do, that's true. Yeah, and it gives me an excuse to grind, and when I was playing this game, it was perfect to just do it over and over again. Like I was watching TV and watching medium. I could just keep doing the same thing. I just had to be careful not to be too stupid. And be like, Oh, you're out of health. Cause if I die, I die. And then I got to remember, and then I'll a little bit at the same point, but I did it for, I mean, I spent hours farming those minotaurs and I loved it. Like I also I appreciate that. I appreciated that it didn't have any like touchscreen BS. Yes. That it forced on you. It, it does actually, if you play the uh, sisters mode, that's all touchscreen. you uh you like basically the so the sisters mode you basically like are it's like they turned on like no clip uh, not exactly no clip but you know like you just kind of like float and and you can go through like you just kind of float around uh like hover and then you can fly but you only have like limited it uses up your mana to fly and then you have basically like one of the sisters her attack is like a it shoots she like shoots ice crystals and you just wherever you tap on the screen, she does it. But you can also just Ooh. hold down. You can hold down on the screen with the stylus. <laughs> and the the other sister, she has like a sword, and you slash like it's like playing like playing Phantom Hourglass, the DS Zelda game, where you playing you, in a few months. Yeah, you attack by slashing with the you, you know, by slashing the screen with the stylus. Ooh. So you might as well too. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna like No, I'm not. I don't no. think you're like I, I like Phantom Hourglass. It's 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 not my favorite Zelda, but I like it a lot. Um I thought Phantom Hourglass was good. 
but I don't. I can't see you liking it very much. We'll see. No, but I got. The, I mean, my goal is to play every Zelda game, and it's on that list. So, well, yeah, it's not. It's not bad. I mean, it, I think it's good. But and you got to play it on an original DS though, or, or I am. Or I, yeah. Thank, thankfully for a flash cart. So my dumbass played this game on a flash cart, even though I own this game complete in box. I was too lazy at first to just <laughs> grab the the actual version and put it in the DS, and I was like, yeah. I should have did that. Because the flash cart crashed on me multiple times, and oh, I can't really? put it in sleep mode very often. Like it'll it'll, cr- it'll just crash sometimes, and I'm like, why didn't oh, I just pull you, out? You got a you got a bad flash cart. That sucks. I I have a, I have a flash cart for my DS, and that's how I played this, and also the la- like last game with Donasaro the same way. Oh, so that's I not like I do I own Donasaro. No, my my flash cart I've never had any issues with. I never oh, had. Yeah, a flash. I got a shitty one, but. You know, it, it, it still works because usually with DS games, there's lots and lots of saving. So it doesn't really like use the only way it crashes. Yeah, still, it's, it. it's frustrating for it to do that. Just don't close it. That's the trick. It's like, what 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 game was it we played recently where I was like, I played it in heart. Oh, it was Assassin's Creed where my controller would just disconnect every like three minutes. And I would just so that I called it the, the extra hard mode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the original I mean, I, Assassin's Creed. Uh, Assassin's Brotherhood. Creed Brotherhood. We played oh, it for the one. podcast, and my I was using a, a, a Xbox One controller, and for some reason my PC just my Xbox One controller like randomly disconnects from my PC while I'm playing. Ugh. Only Steam, only Steam games, but still, uh-huh. <laughs> that's not good though. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So the sisters mode is like you slash the screen, but it's like it's also it's super is super easy because her attack is like it's almost as fast as like the chrysogram but does she level up think I don't, so i don't okay, think you that's level. why i've never I don't think you, you'd level up and playing in sisters mode you're just very powerful the whole time See, i need that it's, level it's up. kind of like a god mode I need uh, it's level not exactly up god mode but it's it's similar to god mode yeah no it's definitely if they had made sisters mode the main way of playing this game it would be completely boring uh, it's just like a it's a fun little like you you also like it, everything's unlocked you 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 fly through things so fast because there's no movement of there's no, you don't, there's nothing to pick up. There's no people. There's no wind or, uh, or anything like that. See, there's that would no bother items. me because I need <laughs> yeah. that for my brain to be happy with this game. Yeah. That's yeah. Annoying. Like if you, have you played like Symphony of the Night in the different modes in Richter mode no. and Maria mode? Yeah. No. See, it's the same thing. When you play Symphony of the Night, you get really used to Symphony of the Night being like so much of that game is like the drops, the item drops and you play in Richter mode and everybody just drops hearts mm-hmm. yeah I, I that's why i've tried richter mode before and i have always had that idea that i'm gonna beat these games in different modes but when you take away the experience part i'm out immediately yeah I'm it out. definitely it definitely loses a little bit of the ch- of the charm for sure i, I mean I, I enjoy richter mode and maria mode in symphony night is like a lot of fun and very very hard but maria mode is only on very certain versions of it though yeah it's the it's not on the ps1 version it's on the saturn version which i heard is bad and then it's I think the they P- finally the, put it on something else. It's on the PSP version because that's okay. That's that's how I beat. That's how I played it. That's how I beat Symphony Night for the first time was uh, on the PSP version. And then well, I for this the, game, besides the, Sister yeah. Mode, I only have Richter Mode, which I've never liked Richter Mode because it takes away what I like about the game. So. Right? Yeah, I never do though. Is but, that all? That, that's all they have, right? It's just those two. And then there's a boss rush. Yeah, there's a boss rush which mode I also. also I think which I didn't. You get I something did, out of it, mess, I think. I didn't mess with. Yeah, I don't know what you get for it. I you mean, get something. I was reading about it. You get something for doing it, but I just had absolutely zero interest in it. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it can't be that good. I didn't. I mean, that's just not how I play these games. I just wanted to beat the game and when the credits roll and 
at least I can say now I beat every boss in this game and I was happy. So that was enough for me. Yeah. The Nest of Evil is really damn cool where you just and you fight Donosaro bosses too. I think that was really cool. They just re put yeah. the sprites in. They added there's a couple of things like that. Like there's the some of the the, the first boss from Symphony of the Night is just here as two different enemies. Oh yeah, they do that a lot though. I think they do that at Aria of Sorrow. Slogan and yeah, yeah, yeah they've those, done it a few times. Since. Those two are in a lot of these games. Yeah, they're also yeah. in the anime too. In one scene, they get their they get killed, but they're in one, they're yeah. in the anime too. In like the season finale <laughs> of the first season, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, they're just yeah. famous characters at this point for Castlevania monsters. Yeah, and I was looking. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bosses in this game, even if you mm-hmm. don't count the Nest of Evil. Like the Nest of Evil has what ten bosses. Great. Or nine has nine bosses, yeah, because there's nine levels in Nest of Evil, so nine bosses. And then, not counting the Nest of Evil, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen. There's eighteen bosses in this game, and that's what makes it. I mean, that's what that's what I went for. I mean, like when I play Bloodborne, Dark Souls, I kind of do the same thing. My goal is to beat all the bosses before I beat the game. Yeah, I won't be doing sense. that in our Bloodborne run, by the way, when we do it later this year. You will yeah. be because it only takes about four hours. No, I'm I'm going as much as I can. I'm just there's a certain guy named Orphan that's being left alone. So no, you can't leave alone the yeah, Orphan. You, that's the yeah. most fun boss in yeah. that game. I say if you're going to do all bosses, that includes Orphan of Cost. Yeah, I did every yeah. boss but Orphan last time I beat that game. So <laughs> and see me, the like crazy Dark Souls fan because I didn't get a uh, a modern PlayStation until the PS5. I played through Bloodborne and was I beat Orphan of Cost, but I didn't beat the game. <laughs> because it, I was playing, but I was playing Bloodborne, and I was just playing through, doing one boss at a time. And then Elden Ring came out, and I dropped Bloodborne to play Elden Ring, and then I just never went back to Bloodborne. So I'm looking forward to actually beating the game this time. I beat, I got through Orphan of Cost, and then I did all the DLC bosses. I beat the DLC. Well, it, it's it's on the schedule. I'm yeah. gonna make myself. If I don't finish it, at least we can talk about it. Because I, yeah, but I'm going to try to beat yeah. it again. Oh, I'll definitely, yeah. Just let me know when I need to. Oh, yeah, you got time. It's put aside a month. September. Okay. All right. Oh, good. just, yeah. I'll, I'll give just, you guys months. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll let it, me know the day the before, before and I'll go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be, that's going to be a game where I need months to play it ahead of time because, <laughs> yeah, that's, I can't play that. Like, I play a lot of games while I'm doing other things. That's a game I cannot play while doing other things. No, so. I've played through that game so many times at this point, I could probably sit down and play it through in one sitting. You got to do a challenge run this time then. I, I think I will. I do think it, I do will. Do a like these, gu- yeah. guns, on, guns only one. That, uh, that and no, actually no, maybe no come oh. dungeon, no come dungeon. That that's got to be a rule because that that completely is like whenever people do the come dungeon, I'm like, well, you're just cheating at this point. That's might as well enter a cheat code. I'm gonna yeah, maybe I'll do magic this time. I've never done yeah, I've never that, done a magic run of this game. That that's definitely hard mode in Bloodborne. That's what I started. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm doing a mostly guns run. I'm gonna like do gun is my main thing, but not not a challenge run. Another thing with with the Castlevania that I like, oh, yeah. I always Sorry. appreciate when there's a shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that's how I, I have, have a shop. You need a shop. I yeah. have said in the past that Bloodborne is basically a Castlevania game. It is the Castlevania of Dark Souls, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, I like there being a shop, um, and and also having a way to teleport to the shop is nice. I but, didn't know that until I was watching speedruns because I never bought the item. Yeah, I also there's multiple glitches in this game that I didn't know about because. 
Right. So they, they have that in, I think they have that in all these games. I know, like, they have it in, in Symphony of the Night and in, in, in Dawn of Sorrow. And I think they have it in Aria Yeah, they do it in Aria too. I just, a, a way to teleport to the Yeah, because it's library yeah. ticket in Symphony of the Night. Yeah, library ticket. I didn't know what it was in And this one, it's like mill ticket, I think. Yeah, something like, like I didn't use it. It wasn't until Speedrunners I, I realized it was a thing. I just didn't care because I just I never need. I never. I, I never had. It, it. I never really needed it. I just appreciate having the option. Yeah, I'm. I'm same there. I also really. It's like also good for when you're like really far from a teleport thing and you just want to yeah. get out of a place. You're just I'm like, dying. I want to go back. Or just or just you just feel like it. You're like, I don't want to have to run back through all this thing. I'll just teleport to the to the experience. You see, yeah. in these games, I will run across the entire castle sometimes just for fun because of experience. Yeah, that's just me with. The, with what I was gonna say though, I appreciate the fact that when you do the when you do the second four portraits right by Brawner, they're mm-hmm. essentially a throwback to early Castlevania where you have the creature, Medusa, the mummy, and the werewolf as boss fights. I thought that was yeah. really nice. Yeah, creature, mummy, werewolf, Medusa. Yep, I really appreciate that they did that throwback. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, there was one throwback I didn't know was in this game, except for the guy who told me before I got there. But they actually they redo the fight from Symphony of the Night, where you fight the the, the trio in the, yes. the second to final floor of the Nest of Evil. That was so damn cool to see them again. Yeah, where you're fighting the fake fake Trevor Grant and Sifa. Yeah, yeah, I just love them so much. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and remember, they had that in a uh, uh, Bloodstained also, but they have yeah, I was this. yeah, I was gonna say the best the best one of those fights is the one in some is in bloodstained. Yeah. Agreed. I love bloodstained. But yeah, I, I, I like that, but like you, there's some, there's some repeat bosses in the regular stuff. Like you fight Legion in the nation of yeah. bulls and he's, you know, from symphony of the night. I mean, Legion is, isn't he like in every game pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. He's, just yeah. One of those bosses he's in a lot of them. Back. Yeah, he's in a lot of them. Dullahan is in several of them also. Yeah. He's, he, he was an early boss in this too, but he's fine. Mm-hmm. The grasshopper guy from Donna Sorrow was back. I don't remember his name, but he was back. Oh, yeah. The guy, is it uh, Abaddon? Yeah, the guy yeah. looks like a, a, a conducting grasshopper that summons yeah. more grasshoppers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I call him. He reminds me of that one Pokemon that's like a cricket. <laughs> I wish I knew what you're talking about, but it must be farther. It's farther than Gen 3. So Yeah, there's like a cricket Pokemon that looks like a conductor like that, too. I need to play. I, I, Pokemon is, I love Pokemon, but it's it's really the early gens, or I don't know, and I know nothing after that, unfortunately. I'm trying to change that slowly. Yeah started playing pokemon with diamond and pearl so i'm it's not a good spot those oh, see, i don't know i really like diamond and pearl see i'm red, think, and, red and blue i mean i like diamond and pearl also the old stuff Never. is like is like boring for me oh i'm like i get it it's hard hell? to go back when i play old pokemon games i played on my phone with times times two or times four speed and it's wonderful but it. my first my first my first paycheck for my first job working at target i bought a game boy color and pokemon red and blue so bought them both because I didn't know they're different games or they're same game. I mean, so. differences. Hey, at least you yeah. didn't do what my friend did. And he bought both and bought himself a player's guide with the money I gave him to buy me a player's guide. So, hey. oh, I did buy a player's guide also. Yeah, but not with your friend's money. Then come, no. when he comes over, go, hey, you got me a guy. And you go, no, I spent your money. No, there's this, those halcyon days when you're you're making tons of money and you have very few bills. You're not making tons of money. You're making minimum wage. You have very few bills. Mm-hmm. You're like, Ooh, yes. I can just buy everything. I buy bought a, a PlayStation. Myself. I bought my PlayStation one with money from my first job nice the model san andreas <laughs> i didn't buy much i, I kept well, buying games every week that's what i did i went to yeah. i went to eb games every week and would spend spend my money that i made i, I worked i worked at target so i just buy things from our electronics section so 
No, I bought. I I worked at Major Magics, which is like knockoff Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, um, nice. And I bought a PlayStation One loaded and Nightmare Creatures with my first paycheck. Nice. <laughs> so I made decent money for back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did that one. Game, I, Game I only Boy, worked Game Boy Color, Color two Pokemon games, Strategy Guide, and oh, Running with Scissors, the Weird Al album. That's right. Nice. That's a good album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just love the. I can't remember the bloodstain throwback to the trio, but it was just. It, it made me it, happy it was, to see them it's again. A, it's a secret area. Um, yeah, it's I, in a, I didn't find. I it did it. Some I played through the game actually. Yeah, and they're they're like zombies. They're like dead. Okay, yeah, I didn't do. Wounds, I did yeah. everything in bloodstain for the boss fights. I'm pretty sure that maybe one. You with did the fake for the, when we did the podcast for sure. Yeah. yeah. Go listen to episode. I don't remember what the hell I said, but <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We did. I, um, I just know I love that game, but. It was just cool to see them again, see that throwback. And another part for me that really made me like this game's story was the fact that Jonathan doesn't, we haven't talked about, he has the whip, but he can't use the whip because it's cursed. And you have to then go inside a dream and fight Richter, who cursed the whip, essentially. And then when you beat Richter, the whip gets uncursed. And I really like that fact. Yeah, I and, that and, was it's, a... and it's like a duel you have with him. So like, yeah. if, he, if he beats you, you don't die. He just goes, enough, you know? You like, lose all your items. Whatever like, items you use, though, you do. You don't get them back. Oh, really? Yeah. If you if you use a bunch of potions to try to win the fight and then die, oh, you know, it, okay. it still happen. You just don't get a game over. But right, I see. That's why you just reload your save then because you're pissed. So yeah, yeah. I, and again, it, like that was fun. Like that stuff is fun. But yeah, it just it was. If I was playing this game in a vacuum, I would be like, this game is great. But I'm not playing in a vacuum. No, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'm bugged that you. I mean, I'm a little not bugged. I'm bugged not, that yeah. you didn't have a great time. But you know, like you, you knew that coming in. You were like, yeah, I don't like this game. I'm not gonna yeah, like this game. Yeah, no, and and I've been known to play games years after I didn't like them the original time and end up liking them. But like it, it was just the same little stuff that was bugging yeah. me about this one. As a whole, this game is great. Like as you know, if you're looking at the big picture of video games, this game is fine. It is a video game that is competently made and you can play it and have fun time with it. But I, just like, you know, when I'm playing a Dark Souls game, I read the item descriptions every time, even though I know what they say, like. I know where the corpses are of the people who are story, you know, who have something to do with the story. I like the lore and the story of these games. And I just think that the story of this game, although it is a direct sequel to one of my favorite Castlevania games, it's the story of the character that I don't use as son who's annoying. <laughs> no, not, and, that's and fair. I mean, the character I, that I do like in that game, uh, the character that I do like in Bloodlines, they kill. <laughs> yeah, I use when I beat Bloodlines, which is also on this podcast. Go listen to episode two. I use the Lacard, Eric. I didn't yeah, use Eric, it, it's That game is so fun to play. And I, I was telling you guys before that I, I replayed Bloodlines after this. And I always use Eric, but I use John just to see what the difference was. And it's a huge difference. <laughs> like Eric's just faster and cooler looking. And that spear has better abilities, you know, yeah. with the, with the high jump and stuff, he's just easier to use and more fun. So yeah, just all the little stuff just got to me. But if you're playing this as Castlevania game, it's fine. It's great. Like it's a great game. 
it's just not a great Castlevania game for me <laughs> no, who yeah, likes I, I the agree. story stuff. Makes sense. I also re- like, I want to talk about that final fight. Like when I first saw death and Dracula team up, I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, I that's, cursed myself a bit, but it was amazing. Yeah. That's actually like, I think if it would have been harder, I would have had a better time. With if you it. don't know that their life, like you only have to kill one of them. It's a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I could have made it harder for myself, but because I I know I did. You know, yeah, if, I was if, I was saying that death has less HP. I think they share HP, so it doesn't matter which one you're you're attacking. But I'm not sure. They so don't pro- share. They just have two different life bars. But oh, okay. whoever you deplete first, you win. So okay, yeah. Then I guess death does have less because. But if yeah. when I first played this, I didn't know that, and I would just target each one as I saw them. Where this time. I focused all my effort on death and just wiped them out quickly and then got done with the fight. But if you don't know that and you're being more like trying to think you got to kill both, it can take a lot longer. Yeah. yeah looking stuff up made a difference too. like finding out. I, I never noticed that uh, Charlotte's uh, I never used Dark Rift. And then I read about Dark Rift being like the best spell in the game. And then you start using it for boss fights. You start using in boss fights and realize it's just overpowered, especially if you charge it. It's ridiculous. Because yeah, it, it, it absorbs uh, pro- it absorbs projectiles, which and they don't hurt you if they pass through you on the way to it. And it's just kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I didn't that use it. The, I know I you really talked easy. about it in the chat and said how good it was, but I never used it. I didn't get it till later. And at that point, I was already like pretty damn powered up. So, so you matter. use it in that Dracula and Death fight, right? Death will just sit there in it taking damage, first of all. But second of all, it will like attract all of the little scythes death is throwing and all the fireballs that Dracula is shooting. They'll just go into it. And so you're basically immune to their projectile attacks while it's at. And so you can just sit there and wail on on death while Dracula is just shooting fireballs that are flying straight through you and doing no damage and getting sucked into the, the rift. And yeah, meanwhile, the rift is also doing damage. It's just it's really powerful. Yeah, and I I know that they I know that this was way before the first Dark Souls, but like I was almost expecting like an Ornstein and Smo thing where like yeah. you beat <laughs> one and then the other one has both up. of their powers, and that would have yeah. been amazing. That would have been never want to cool. do that. Yeah. fight again. Because then yeah, you just fight true Dracula instead, yeah. and he's and just it's just like the big you know demon monster Dracula, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the, from, it's the not one from everything. <laughs> it wasn't very good. I mean, this is, is this is the fight where he has that emo- in, invincibility attack where the wings like are attacking on the screen, make it look cool, and you have to hit them, and then they eventually go away, and you can hit him again. Eh, it was yeah. okay. The big one it, was that the one where he like grabs the like side of the screen, like the p- spikes come from the side of the screen. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing with that at first. Smack him. Yeah, you just had to smack <laughs> the little teeth. But, no, that's fair. I didn't either. I looked oh, it up. I was like, I'm going to look at the guide real fast. So I had pulled up. Yeah, because I, I died to that one a few times. I'm like, what is going on? That's fair. The I, game doesn't, it, it does a video game thing. It doesn't explain stuff. It time. doesn't tell you at all. That's true. I ended up maxing out a couple different abilities, which I appreciate the fact that you got to do that, even though there was no point. I just start, I just, I get it. I was in, I just wanted more of a reason to play this game. Like, I could have kept playing this, but I'm like, I have a very, you know, I have a very set schedule with this podcast where I'm like, put the game down. The mm-hmm. week is up. Go on to the next game. <laughs> but I, I could have like I was having so much fun. God, I, I just this is this is also the farthest I've ever gotten in the Castlevania, the Egovania series. Like I've never played Order of Ecclesia, which I don't know when that will happen. Probably not. Yeah, sure, I haven't either. I've I got it. it. I've got it sitting on this flash cart ready to play it. It's 
Okay, here's here's the thing about Order of Ecclesia. It's very hard, but again, you can overlevel yourself, and it it's I think the only one that does the touchscreen thing right. It's been a while since I played it, but I don't remember ever. <laughs> You've thrown me completely off. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. I had to make the cop, but I didn't think I'd throw you off. And you just keep. Going. <laughs> But yeah, I, I remember not having to move and use the touchscreen at the same time. I think the touchscreen is for like your powerful spells. So okay. you end up like finishing off bosses with it and and using it at certain times Ooh. instead of like that's the way you do your spells. So I, I think they have finally figured it out after what is that? four on the ds or is that the well, third this, one this, on the this one just doesn't have you use the touch screen at all which is, which is wonderful fun. yeah i'm completely fine with that let's just the yeah, touch, no, well the touch screen no touch is your screen, screen that you you that you just look at and then the top screen is your map i'm okay right. with that right and that what it was yes i beat this two weeks ago which is yeah so it's like the opposite of dawn of sorrow yeah i think that's i think that's an I think that's wrong. I think the top screen should be your screen, but that's a little <laughs> that like that's something that doesn't matter at all. Well, um, what I'll say is a person that fixes and mods them is the bottom screen is a higher quality screen. Oh, is it? Yeah. Why the, would the they bottom... make the screen that you don't use for playing video games the better screen? Well, you use the bottom. You use the bottom screen. Uh, I say it's a better screen. I mean, it, it it might not be a better screen, but there. I I, I shouldn't say it's a better screen. I know that it's it's a it's a very good screen. It's a backlit IPS screen. Okay, and but I the, also the top the top screen may be the same actually. Come to think of it, now that I think about it, I so. also play it on a two DS, so the bottom screen is smaller. Okay, I played this on a three DS oh. XL. Yeah, I I played it on a DS Lite. In fact, I played it on a DS, a broken DS Lite that I bought and fixed. Uh, it's one I bought from Japan and I fixed and put some new parts in so it, it works really well. They're the exact same size on the DS, by the way. Yeah, same on the 3DS that I had. Yeah, that, I, I mean, that's, yeah, it's just the the 2DS for me feels best in my hands. So I use that more than anything. Right, that's fair. And I'm I'm with you. Like, I mean, I didn't have a problem in this game, but I forgot. Well, Donna Sorrow, I played not legit because mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I, I would have had to actually play the game correctly had it not been on the cheat. But... I, I can see where you're coming from. And hearing you say that, like how you played this one, I think you could play Dawn of Sorrow. Oh, I could have. I legitimately being if, stupid. If you, yeah, if like, if you would play it good. Yeah, I just I didn't play it. I don't know why I made like I don't like hard games, and I made the game harder for me for absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing a challenge run. I was just being stupid. Like that's that, that wasn't done my Dawn of Sorrow experience with this yeah. game. I was like, because originally I was going to emulate this, and then. Next thing I know, I'm playing on, on the actual DS, and I'm like, here yeah. we go again. And, you know, when I played the game correctly and followed the mechanics, and this game was not hard at all. And yeah, well, just just time. know going into Order of Ecclesia that you need to do it the way that they want you to do it. Oh, yeah. No, I've or heard, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> I heard that game is extremely hard. That's it's, one. So I think that's a little bit overblown, but for a Castlevania game, it is a hard Castlevania game. Yeah. And that, that's what I heard. I heard it's the hardest of the, of the bunch. Yes. It's also the only one I have not played now of all the cat of all the Egovania. Well, you're we're, missing, we're missing out three cause... for the show. We're missing harmony circle moon and order of Ecclesia. Now on the yeah, show, order of, order of Ecclesia is now the only one. Now that I've played this, it's the only one I haven't played. So I've got to play it next. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. And if you have it like, yeah, let me know when we're doing that for the show, but 
I have the show pretty much planned out the rest of the year, and it's not on there yet. Well, then I'm next year. Tempted, I'm tempted to put it on because I have room, but I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <sighs> I have to move stuff around. We'll see. But it's always been on my list. I, I want to get to it. I, yeah, I also want to replay Circle of the Moon because I played Circle of the Moon on a cell phone, which is not the correct way to play that game. Yeah, Circle of the Moon is better than people give it credit for. <laughs> Circle of the Moon is like... yeah. Good. It, it is. I agree. Like it, Circle of the Moon is the one that uh, looks bad because of the the light issue, right? Is oh, it, well. It, I mean, it looks bad because it's an early <laughs> um, Game Boy Advance Game. Boy Advance game. game. <laughs> like they did not know how to make it. so. Like your character is very small. Um, oh, that's Circle of the Moon. Okay. Yeah. And then, Harmony uh, Distance is the one Harmony where it's very is bright. The one where the, yeah, Harmony Distance is the one where they made your character like neon. Yes, so and he has like the the glowing blue around him. He's yes. awesome. Like I think yes. the character so in Harmony of Dissonance is amazing. So the thing is, is Harmony of Dissonance is the one that gets a lot of flack because of the look, but that game is really good. Yeah. yeah we're, I just, we might I just do a played, mini on it. I just played through that one recently, like last year. And I was like, Oh, this is like really, really good. But yeah, I love circle. Of the moon circle. Of the moon is the one with the cards, the tarot yes. cards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, those are, that one's good. But that one, if you have like an obsession with hundred percenting things, that game will make you go insane. Speaking just one yeah. last thing on Portrait of Ruin, since we're talking about sprites now, I keep wanting to call him Orlock, but that's it's Brawner. The Brawner, yeah. It looks I keep wanting to call him Count Orlock because he looks like Nosferatu. Like yeah. I think that's one of the cooler sprites like period in mm-hmm. DS. I think he looks so cool. And again, they do nothing with him. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, he does look cool. He has like a really like the shading of his, like he's got like that blue three piece yeah. suit with the yep. big. Yeah. And, and he has that, he has that Nosferatu face. He does. He has like it's, a Nosferatu head. I didn't realize yeah. he was supposed to, I didn't realize at first. Well, I know, I guess they say that he's a vampire, but yeah, yeah. they do. I, I like, I like, I like Bronner. I like the idea yeah. of this another vampire this time instead of like just a human wizard or whatever bringing yeah. Dracula back. Yeah, the, I, I I thought and that's a that's one of the things that like bothered me because I'm like this is a really cool character. He's an he's an artist, which I mm-hmm. think could be a, an interesting character thing, but they don't do anything with his character. Like he's a cool looking painter, you know, interesting guy, and nope, he's just the guy that you have to get through until Dracula comes back, and that's annoying. Yeah, I thought the the boss fight with him was the hardest one in the game for me. Oh wow, I blew through that one. I was like, this is a joke. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he, I had, I mean, I it didn't take me that many tries, but it took me several tries to beat him. Like I was like, I thought he was pretty difficult compared to the other bosses in the game. Like he has that the where he he paints different paintings and they do different things, mm-hmm. and yeah. one of them he like summons ghosts, giant ghosts that will like fly around the screen and go through the floor and ceiling. And if they hit you, it, it curses you. Mm-hmm. That was pretty tough. And then, yeah, the, the thing where he like makes like, just like a bunch of heads fly at you. Yeah. Uh, it took me a second to think about, Oh wait, just uh dark rift. And okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that was one of the places where the fact that this game plays so good did come into play because yeah. like it, uh, you could do that stuff. Like in a worse playing game, that would be a nuisance. Yes. But in this one, it was like it was just a skill check. Yeah, well, it was definitely a skill check boss for sure. I thought. Yeah. And I, it took me, it took me a minute to realize that I could like get rid of the the blood that he paints on the screen. 
Oh, if you yes. hit it, it'll go away. Yeah. 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 And so, like, if you're using the whip, you just do the thing where you, like, hold the whip and swing it around you. Mm-hmm. And that'll, like, clear your area of it. And that makes it. Because yeah. I, I kept jumping into the blood um, after, like, I would, it would, I would dodge it initially. And then I would end up jumping into it later. So it took me yeah. a second to realize I could get rid of the blood. It's almost like he's playing the game with a touchscreen. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a lot of cool mechanics in that fight. Yeah, and I like like the different paintings he does. Like the paintings that he pulls out, each of them is a different spell too. Like the paintings, they like correspond with the spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just annoying that you know all uh, like all the cool stuff that happens with him like is cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, it, I get it. it upsets you that he's not a bigger yeah, part, and he's just, yeah. You know, they did. The, yeah. They pulled the wool over your eyes, and you're like, "Fuck you." Yeah, and like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that what like playing that fight was cool because of all the cool mechanic stuff." Like, why wasn't this in? Why wasn't some of this stuff in the game a little bit more? So, I guess my I guess my real problem is that they didn't do everything they could have with it. I mean, this yeah. game from if I remember correctly, I think this came out seven months after Dawn of Sorrow came out. That's not enough time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me check if that was right. I feel like the, I that's what I was reading something or I was watching something. And they said like, yeah, this game was like super fucking fast. And Donna, Donna Sorrow 2005. This is November 2006. Yeah. August 25th, 2005 is Dawn. Portrait is in, the, in Japan is November 16, 2006. Yeah. They didn't. They, yeah. They had a little bit longer, but not enough time either way. No. You need, I mean, again, they reused a lot of things, which was fine, but yeah, Konami being Konami, you know, I mean, Konami's not known to be great, so. And, well, that's not true. I think Konami might be my favorite, well, from, like, up until. Oh, I mean, they make great games. I'm saying, like, I don't think the company itself. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The company itself has a lot of, a lot of problems. And uh, the other thing I will say about Portrait of Ruin, maybe the best music since like the 8-bit stuff. This game had music? I didn't hear nothing when I played this game. <laughs> I the it... entire time. I, well, okay, I started I started with it on. Once I heard, Charlotte, Jonathan, Charlotte, jo-, it went mute real fast. Yeah, maybe. I definitely had it turned down because of that, but I, I did. I, I like the music. Yeah, the music The music is amazing. I wish they wouldn't have voice acted Jonathan and Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you know who the, vo- the English voice actress for Charlotte is, though? No. Is the voice actress for Sailor Moon. From the original oh. Sailor Moon, okay. the English dubs of Sailor so Charlotte Moon. was fighting evil by moonlight and winning yep. by daylight. All right, exactly. Yeah, yep. and yeah, it's a it, that explains you know some things why it was so stereotypically anime voices for those characters. I don't. Yeah, and there's anime cutscenes too. I think, but only if you leave it on a track mode or something. Maybe I know I saw a cutscene. Yeah, it's it. it's got a it's got the uh, it's got the attract mode just like Donna Sorrow oh. does, and Ar- I think Arya does also. I never it's, seen it's any good. of them. You never? Oh, I like the one for Donna Sorrow a lot. Actually, I just don't leave it on. I just yeah, I never. Yeah, the attract the attract mode for this is pretty cool. It's uh, by the way, it's uh, uh, Stephanie Shea is the voice actress that is Sailor Moon and also Charlotte in this. Yeah. It, and she wasn't bad, like yeah. definitely like just like very stereotypically anime and very, it, it is very anime. And yes, that for sure. that Jonathan is just so fucking annoying. <laughs> I hate him so much. And he also has that hair like he has that hair that's like parted mm-hmm. down the middle and like goes into his eyes. Like just everything about it. he looks like Leon Kennedy. He looks like World yes. War Two gothic Leon Kennedy. And I fucking hate him. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that it it's, it's, it's completely, you know, there's unrealistic reasons why I didn't like it. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Like, none of them are like, oh, it's a bad game, or this was bad. It was just, like, little things that are just irking yeah. 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 Yep. No, it, again, it's not a bad game. It's just, it was irritating to me specifically. <laughs> You're all good. <laughs> oh, and the, the last topic I want to go, talk about before we go on to questions, comments, and memories is I want to talk about the fact that, like, how many people can experience this game because it's locked the DS? Like, I mean, you have we have the GBA Advance collection that came out, and we have the other Castlevania collection come out, and I I really wish Konami would do would re would re release these. Like this, I mean, I know Don, you'd have to do a few workarounds, and from the sound order, you have to do a few workarounds. Yeah, or, but it's not yeah. it's not hard, and there there are already mods for that. I mean, I don't know. And, like it's it's so easy to emulate everything now. Yeah, yeah. and you're also on you're also playing it on a Switch. Like you would probably be playing it on a Switch. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. I wouldn't be, but yes, the average person would be. So, like, you have a touchscreen right there. But even then, like, I know with like with this game, you doesn't you don't need a touchscreen. Dawn of Sorrow, I played it without the touchscreen because they patched it out in the emulator. Right, you easily mm-hmm. do that. This, or the Ecclesia is the only one that I think you need. From the sound of it, you need a touchscreen, but I don't know I'm enough sh- about it. I'm sure they could do something with it. I'm sure there's um, a ROM that already patches it out. <laughs> and, and surely you would have to because they wouldn't just put it out on the Switch. So you would have to do something. But yeah, I, I would imagine that 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 it would be possible. And it is annoying. Like, and I don't know if it's Nintendo or Konami. Konami is is so frustrating because like I think Konami is up there with From Software and Remedy, like making games that I exclusively always like. Yeah. <laughs> but they sort of stopped making games. Like Well, yeah, and- they did. They they sold so they sold the company and the people that bought it, like well, they didn't sell it, but they they restructured it, and they for a long time they were just making, you know, pachinko machines. Yeah, and and they said that they're you know there are new Castlevania games coming out. You know that Silent Hill remake. There's another. There's a new Silent Hill game coming out. Like that's great mm-hmm. if they you know if it's if they're good. <laughs> but like yeah. yeah, it's it's frustrating that they that they stopped for so long because god damn they made some great games i still don't think i mean i still would i'll believe it when i see it if they make a actually new game like i'm pretty sure they're just like gonna have uh license their stuff out to other studios which is fine it's fine fine. honestly at this point but it does suck because yeah in the 80s and 90s konami was metal gear and yeah yeah 80s 90s 2000s konami was a you know a seal of excellence If if you if it's konami if it's Konami or uh, or a lot of time Capcom was another one back then where it's oh, like, all right, if if they if they're putting the name on the game, it's probably a very good game. Yeah. But Konami like there was just uh, for me again, for me personally, Konami's games were like head and shoulders, the best games, like especially on the NES. Oh, like, yeah. The and, music, and even their their unofficial the, games like like RBI, RBI baseball is one of my favorite NES games. Yeah, like roller games, which is a bad game, but like it has like a good look because it's a Konami game. It has good music because it's a Konami game. Yeah, <laughs> like there there are just some some benchmarks to Konami games. Yeah, that, I had heard the only reason why we're even getting games again is because Pachinko machines like they changed the law or something. They did. They 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 strengthened their anti gambling laws. So they had to like they had to like we can't keep doing this, so we have to do something else. So we're gonna go back to what we used to do. Like that's fine. <laughs> yeah, put out collections of their old stuff, which is fine. They put out really good collections, like yeah, like, yeah really go back, good like, collections of just, like art art books and original manuals and 
English and Japanese like separate versions, like that you can yep. switch between seamlessly. Yeah, it just if makes you... me sad that this doesn't. This is trapped to the DS. I mean, it just because I mean, I'm always sad with any game, especially when you're trapped to a system that's kind of archaic and like what you need to do for it. Like it can't be easily emulated. Yeah, it, I mean, this game could be, but and DS you can't even buy it anymore. <laughs> Right. That's that's the thing is there's no there's never going to be a retail version of this again. Yeah. Of, that any, of any of the DS games, whereas retail wise, we can put you know the Aria Aria and Harmony and Circle in a uh, advanced collection like they did, and we can do Symphony and Rondo and the the Requiem collection or whatever. Oh, and but, they certainly have put harm or they have certainly have put Symphony of the Night out so many. Times. <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny because I, mean, I I have that game on PSP PS One. Of um, my PS1 classic, and then I bought the yeah I bought the the PS on the PS5. One of the very first things I bought when yeah. I got a PS5 was the Symphony of the Night on PS5. Yeah. I have the PS1 copy, the PSP version, the 360 version, that one with Rondo. Yeah, I, I bought the phone version. I spent five dollars for the phone version, which is the absolute worst way to play that game. But still, yeah. if I'm you know in line and I don't have my Switch with me, I can at least play symphony of the night. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, what Marvel snap is for in your online. No, thank you. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, you're right. Like, but if, but this game is, if, if you're, if you have just an inkling of how to emulate things, then just emulate this. If they're not going to sell it to you, then, then steal it. Honestly. Yeah. That's, that's why I always tell people how to get a hold of stuff. And I always like, when people ask me, I'm like, this is, you know, I'll, I'll point people in the right direction. Cause I want you to, especially if the game, Eternal Darkness, one of my prime examples, that, that game is never being re-released, ever. Don't Like, the oh. only way to experience that, unless you want to give somebody on eBay a lot of money, is to emulate it, so. Yeah, the, and, like, the the basic, like, um, I think it's, is it, it is it, uh, is this DSMU, DSEMU on yeah, PC? Like yep. Uh, has, like, unless you size the screens the way you want them and move them where you want them and everything, so it's really mm-hmm. convenient. So, yeah, it's. It's really DS games are super easy to emulate on PC yeah. and you don't in this one. There's no touchscreen capabilities anyway in the regular mode. So it really is just just having a map on the screen or the you can have up the uh, the stat screen is also useful. That is the same stuff that the that are uh, that's on the stat screen in um, Aria and uh, Dawn where you can track like how much experience things are giving you and things like that. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be t- hard for them to put this one in Dawn of Sorrow on. They just, yeah, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's just it's one of the things that makes happen. me so upset that, like, this game is trapped. Yeah. But hey, yeah. get a DS Lite on uh, eBay, but it's about 40 bucks, 40, 50 bucks for a DS Lite. Yeah, but this game is not. What, except yeah, no, but gra- yeah, grab a, fla- grab a flash <laughs> yeah. card. I got one on Amazon for 30. I was so scared to use with, them. Like, every game ever. And they're like, I mean, besides mine is, I'm I'm happy to know that mine is just not very good because I might at some point buy another one because it's, I'm trying to play more DS games too. Like I did Kingdom Hearts 358 by two days on that. I have a lot of just random shit I want to play on the, from the DS library that I just never experienced. And that's what the well, last card is before. Mine is called R4 SDHC 3DS DSi. Wait, you can play 3DS games too? Oh Yeah. It's oh, not, mine it, cannot. It, it'll it'll do 3ds and ds. You might need to. Um, okay, now I'm now I'm more. I mean, that's that's what it says anyway. I've I've only oh. used it for the 3ds and a GB. I've also it's got um it's got a GBA emulator and an NES emulator. Okay. Um, okay. on it, and then you have that. to those. It doesn't come with any ROMs for those, so you have to load your own oh, with that. But that's not a problem. Yeah, it's got. Um, there's one stupid 3ds game I want to play, but I refuse to spend money on it. 
is Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah. No, I really want to play. Well, it's too expensive. And I heard it's garbage. So I don't want to spend all that money on a garbage game when I could. Yeah. Like, if Nintendo would sell it to me for 10 bucks, well, I would have picked it up. Nintendo will not. No. Even 20 there's, bucks. There's only one 3DS game worth of shit, and that's WarioWare Twist uh, Gold. <laughs> WarioWare Gold, which has all of the WarioWare mini games, oh. micro games. Okay, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's. <laughs> WarioWare Touch was, one of, was my second DS game purchase when I got a DS. Besides Metroid, WarioWare is the only Nintendo IP that I consistently love. <laughs> I think WarioWare is criminally underrated. But anyway, yeah, Castlevania. I, I like WarioWare a lot. <laughs> I do too. Sorry, I just got, I pulled out the DS Lite to look at the card and I just realized that it has a Neo Geo emulator with a ton of Neo Geo games on it also. And there's some good Neo Geo Pocket Color games, by the way. Neo oh, Geo this, Pocket this, Color. No, this is, is uh, this is full on Neo Geo like MVS. Well, not even Pocket. Okay. Find a Pocket. See if see if you can get a Pocket one for that, and then play. What is that game called? Something uh, Pocket Coon. You you have it's like a it's like a little virtual pet, but your pet is a video game designer who designs <laughs> video yes, games yes, when you make him happy. <laughs> It's fantastic. Right. So good. We're going to go to questions, comments, or memories. I think we've exhausted what we can say about this. Yeah, game. I think so. <laughs> uh, from I watched the entire Orbital Tuber replay group from Emmanuel Rodriguez, friend of the show. Put it on the Switch. Yeah, we were already <laughs> talking about that. So uh, from Sebastian Games, honestly, it has one of my favorite boss fights in the series with, with Whip's memory. Yeah, that is a great scene when you fight Richter. Yeah, I enjoyed it then. That's, and a, I that's it a good now. fight. Yeah, it's a very good fight. Yeah. From Simeon Moore, never really played much of the Castlevania series, but I think I listened to the Retronauts episode ranking the two D Vanias and got a dumb idea to play Portrait of Ruin. This was during COVID and Konami sucked, so I had to resort to buying a copy of this and order of Ecclesia off eBay. But I got them, and man, Portrait of Ruin is a fantastic time. The dual switching mechanic works hella well, and it's really cool how enemies will react differently depending on who is the lead. There was even a boss fight. That would charm Jonathan if he was the lead and you'd be stuck as Charlotte fighting him and the actual boss. Pretty ingenious. The final boss, also doing a dual switch motif, was cool to see even though the fight was aggravating. Only sour points were the anime portraits and having to go through the world a second time. From the official Laser Time community, from Dan Monroe, of the portable era, this is my favorite. Wish I didn't sell it years back. That's when I told them other ways to play it. <laughs> and from Carrie Chandler on the show, I'm looking forward to talking about it. I think it's the overall fourth favorite Castlevania game. Yeah, still maintain. <laughs> from Mike Lanturi, this is probably my second favorite Metrovania of the franchise, first being Area of Sorrow. Fun fact, this is also the first Castlevania I ever played that wasn't on the NES. From Raymond Fernandez, this and Order of Ecclesia are probably my two favorite portable Castlevanias. I know Arian Dawn of Sorrow exists and are great, but I just prefer the others. And from Will Castle, I actually just finished this for the first time a few weeks ago. It was a great playthrough. It really makes me hope for the day that Konami actually makes some real games again. <laughs> yeah, good luck with yeah. that. I just don't see it happening. And from Castlevania Realm, I got one comment from Victor Mariangelo. I love this Castlevania. It is so full of details and secrets. Every time I play it as a blast, the London portrait is so beautiful, and the real ending final boss is so awesome. And last group, Castlevania, from Cortland E. Dollars. How much of the styles is required for this? Nothing. Thank God. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and from Nick Assey, wish they had done more with the whole dual protagonist thing, as 90% it felt better just using whoever had the better weapon. Otherwise, a lot of fun, even if not super unique. 
from Young Aeneas. Definitely one of my favorite games. They haven't done a dual-style type Castlevania since then. Charlotte and Jonathan. To be fair, they've barely done a Castlevania thing since then, too. So Yeah, just we the gotten, one. <laughs> we yeah. got Oreclesia, then we got uh, Mirror of Fate years later, and then... Oh, that's right. That's a good game, by the way. And then we got the two Lords of Shadows. That's it. Yeah. Also good. Well, first one. Those Lords of Shadows are decent. Yeah, I, I really need to play those. I've never played any of those. One that's is amazing. Two. I've never played two yet, and I've been wanting to for since it came out. Two is interesting. I think one is better, but two is pretty fun. Two got bad reviews, so then I waited to buy it. I own it on PC. I just, I want to put it on the show, and I got to play one, and I just... I haven't. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. I keep doing other stuff, but it's on my list to get to. So, all right, from Brian Jacobson, the best of the DS trilogy for sure. Strong. Mm. From Josh Anderson, wish they do a DS compilation. I'd love to play this again. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> from Brandon Pitts, the best Metrovania Castlevania, and I'll argue with anybody. I'm with I, you, man. I will argue. I'm uh, have him on the show, and I'll argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> From Fitzgerald Grass, love the whole trilogy. I'm holding out to play this again. Konami got to release this eventually in a collection. All the other ones are done. Yeah, but Konami's not from Aldo's Bidja. I was a big portable Castlevania fan, but I stopped after Order of Ecclesia. Portrait Room was a great game with incredible re- replayability. I was pretty much completionist at the time and spent so many hours in boss rush mode mastering every sub weapon in the game. It is super repetitive. It's a fun story and likable characters. When I see my sibling and their partner, I still go, ah, the young couple. So naive to their amusement and their partner's confusion. How are these people so wrong? If you're listening, <laughs> how are you so wrong? <laughs> From a Wayne Drenning, I like the idea of the painting and how it could take you outside the castle without actually being outside the castle. It brought infinite possibilities without losing the setting. From Jason Lewis, Portrait of Ruin is my favorite of the portable Castlevanias after Symphony of the Night. There's a very greatest hits feel to it, mixing and matching some of the best elements from previous games. And I love how you still get the castle, but also get to visit other locations as well. Really solid game. There's a couple more from Iggy, a cub. I love the animation when both Charlotte and Jonathan shout their crush combo. When you switch characters the way they call each other, I hear their voices while I'm typing this comment. From Alexander Parker, heck yeah, best Metrovania style Castlevania. Oh my God. And last <laughs> comment. Charles from Charles C. One of my top Castlevania picks. I just played through it again. Yeah, there you go. And how many do you disagree with, Kobe? Uh, most of them. <laughs> Except for the one that said it was repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have one code giveaway, as always. So let's, let's grab because I have too many damn Steam codes. I need to get rid of these. Uh, we are going to give a code away for Lost Worlds. Lost words beyond the page. This is a Steam code. Code is 2-B-I-X-F-4-M-T-L-3-0-J-F-G-D. That is your code for Lost Words Beyond the Page. That's a decent game. Never played it. I, I played it. It was on um, Game Pass. It might still be, but it's 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 okay. I just I, I bought so many humble bundles and I bought yeah. so many fanaticals. I just and I'm like I gotta get rid of these codes. So. Yeah, it just it it seems like one of those that people might be like, eh, I don't know if I want to play that, but check it well, check that one out. What Whoever was the, gets that what was the title code. again? Lost words beyond the page or something like that. I have it on Steam. I just never got around to it. It's not anything you need to play immediately, but if somebody is like looking for something, you know, or just like that code light, and it's like, oh, okay, I yeah, see. just like I light see. and fun to play. You you can do worse. 
giving away free codes. I've had people actually, met, you know, comment to me, go, oh, thanks for the game. I'm like, hey, please enjoy it. Like, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I don't, I already own it. That's why I'm giving away the code. <laughs> it, it's really beautiful. Yeah. I'm, just look, I'm looking at the Steam page for it now. It's that's really a 2D side scroller. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, maybe I should play this. I should. See, the problem is every game I play, something not, you know, I have to record about it. So that's an issue. Yeah. Although Steam is like, are you sure this is relevant for you? This doesn't look like anything you've ever played. <laughs> that's what Steam says. <laughs> but it's like, and then the more like this are games that I love Celeste, Ori in the Blind Forest. Ooh, and it's short too, four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is it kind of a Metroidvania or no? No. It doesn't look like it. No. But it does have like a really beautiful, like, uh, painting kind of look yeah and it's not it's not super difficult it's like a a reasonable side scroller (laughs) it's like a reasonable platformer looks neat all right let's go to shelf stacker box and we'll get the we'll get the positive out of the way what about you mike (laughs) i'm you know what i'm gonna box this i don't (laughs) need to ever play this again it's Again, if we were playing it in a vacuum, if this was the one of these that existed, I would be over the moon, but it's not. Uh, I can be playing any other Metroid or Castlevania or Bloodstained or Momodora or there's so many of these style of games that I would rather play than this. I I don't ever need to play this again. And what about you, Carrie? Uh, Well, I really loved it, but I'm going to put it in the stack um, because I don't see myself playing it again anytime in the near future. I mean, probably not for years. Like Michael said, really, like, even though I really liked it a lot more than him, it's still there's so many other Metroidvanias to play that this one is going to be a long time before I feel a need to play this one again. Whereas Symphony of the Night, I'll play in between playing other Metroidvanias, (laughs) you know, so. (laughs) No, and that's fine. Yeah. So it's a high bar, though. Uh, I yeah. I don't have I don't have time to just like replay a lot of games. So, but I like it. Yeah. I liked it that, a lot. That's where I put Super Metroid. Super Metroid is my game that I play in between other games. Yeah, makes sense. I just I I do that one a good bit myself. So, All right, I'll go last. I'm gonna put this on the shelf. As I said in the top ten Metroidvania episode, I'm pretty sure. Go listen and see if I'm right. I don't remember. <laughs> I I want to say this is my favorite Castlevania game. Metroidvania. Yes. Like, you you definitely did say that. Okay. Yeah. Bloodstain is my favorite, I think, from what I remember. Yes. Fucking yes. That sounds right. So much. <laughs> oh, man. If I didn't do a podcast and I could just play games over and over again, I might go back to Bloodstain again because that <laughs> game was hella good. But I don't I don't have that ability, nor do I want to. So, <laughs> But no, I, I love this game. I, I enjoyed it when I played it six, seven years ago. I loved it again. Will I go back to it? Probably not. I probably won't play it the third time. I think I'm done. But. There's other ones I need to play. There's other ones I need to cover in this podcast. So mm-hmm. that was a great experience. I'm so glad that, to do it. And because of because of Mike complaining about it last time, he did it. <laughs> so, hey, the only reason why it happened is because you bitched about it. It's like, oh, I want to see. And unfortunately, yeah. it was true. Yeah. Again. And I mean, it, I mean, it, hey, it's nothing wrong with not liking yeah, the game. No. And uh, I just have such mixed feelings on it because it is like if if somebody is like playing if somebody wants to play a good game, this is a good game. Like it's a fun game to play. It's just that the stuff that I like about these games is the weakest. But as far as playing the video game goes, it's a fun video game to play. So like I can see why most people would enjoy this one, why it would be their favorite that I don't understand, but (laughs) I can understand why you would like it for me. The simpleness of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very much a sucker for when you don't make me have to learn a lot of things in a Metrovania. 
and you just let me attack. When I played Bloodstain, I'm pretty sure I mostly attacked and didn't yeah. use a whole lot of spells either. And I was, I, I'm sort of that way in life. Like, we shop, the perfect example is we shop for groceries at Aldi's. And, like, we had to go to, a, a like, a real grocery store a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is horrible. Like, who needs four shelves of hot sauce? Like, <laughs> Aldi's just says, you either get the hot sauce or you don't. And that I like that in real me. life. That speaks to me so much. I literally today, we used to shop at Aldi when my son was real little and then we stopped and we've been shopping at HEB for years. And then I started going to Aldi and because it, I, and I did a price comparison and it's so much cheaper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's a ton of stuff that we get that we can't get at Aldi that they don't carry. Yeah. So I have yeah. like once a month, I go to HEB and today mm-hmm. was my once a month HEB trip. And it was just like, oh, I hate this so much. I hate everything. Yeah. I hate. Yep. There's so many people. It's so crowded. There's yeah. and, and they they. And it's just like it's too much. I, yeah. I want to go it, back to my simple Aldi. And a, a trip so to the a trip to the real grocery store takes an hour and a half. A trip to Aldi's takes twenty minutes. You're yeah, in and I out. love Aldi. Exactly. No, totally. I was sad when mine closed for a while. Well, you guys live in the Midwest, right? Yeah, right. Okay. I'm on the East Coast. Yeah. Okay. See, I live down in Texas, so Aldi is like a special thing. There's one Aldi within like 100 miles of me, but it's like oh. right next to my work. So, and meanwhile, yeah, HEB, one, HEB is a Texas only but... thing that's really nice. HEB is great, but it's expensive. We have Cub, which is our grocery store, which is terribly expensive for no reason. <laughs> I mean, they pay their employees good, so I'm I'm really happy about that. But that like you don't have well, to, so you don't have Aldi, to yeah, break me over the cold. Say. Aldi, Aldi starts people at 15 an hour, like, so pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. and their that, checkers get only, to sit. I'll say that's because they only have like five employees. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it's okay great. with that. Yeah, that's just funny. That's a good analogy for it too. I get what you're saying. <laughs> that really is. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, I don't like going to. I go to Walmart and I go to Aldi's. That's all my grocery store shopping. I try to Aldi for fresh stuff, Walmart for other stuff. It's not a super Walmart, unfortunately. I just like yeah. Walmart. There's. There's a couple of things. Luckily, our Walmart, uh, our super Walmart, the one nice Walmart that we have near us is right next to the Aldi's. So if there's something we can't get at Aldi's, we just like run over. It's like, all right, well, let's let's get ourselves ready to go to Walmart to pick up, you know, the three things that we can't get over at Aldi's. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Aldi's. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Yeah, you can sponsor us, Aldi's. Huh? Yeah, that'd You're be awesome. <laughs> but, no, but, you know, it's a great comparison, you know, to play, you know, to put the video game. Like, you don't want a lot of choice. That is a wonderful comparison that the average person that would not be listening to this podcast would understand. I could explain yeah. that to my mother. Because I'm going to use a comparison I explained to my mother. You brought it up. I can't, I can't say this. The, I work in a sales job. Mm. And sometimes I think people think that you can put 100 fishermen at the pond, you're going to get, you know, 100 times more fish, not understanding that the pond only has so many fish. Yeah, yeah. And that's any sales job, I think, doesn't they think that. And was that was my that was my way to come. I was trying to I was trying to explain something to her and she was just confused. I'm like, think of it this way. There's only so many fish in the pond. <laughs> but if you hit more fishermen, there's still only so many fish in the pond. Yeah, yeah. That was my way of comparing something. That's, we'll that's a good one, that. too. I like that one, too. All right. And Mike, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me not on social media. But you can check out my podcast, Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, which is a scripted, absurdist comedy show uh, where I play a ghost. Or you can listen to This Bizarre Adventure, which is myself, a JoJo newbie, and B. Highland, a incredibly talented voice actor, cosplayer, JoJo superfan, taking me through every episode of JoJo in order. 
And that one comes out a little bit sporadically because B is very, very busy. But when it does come out, it's always a delightful time. Okay. And Carrie. Hey, I'm on Twitch and YouTube as Carusetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-C-T-A. I modify and repair video game consoles occasionally, but way more often I just turn on the stream button on whatever I'm currently playing. So lately it's mostly me and my son playing Apex Legends. I've uh, been playing that game pretty much with him pretty much daily for the last like three months. So and I usually stream while we do. So, yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. And is your son still doing YouTube? Uh, you know, he hasn't um, made a video in a, a, at least a month. Uh, okay. But uh, he, I think he's kind of, I think he was getting a little stressed by the, I the, uh, the yeah, I feel like he had to make content. And I was like, just take some time off of it then. But he's a uh, nature P underscore dragon in ATRP, in ATROPY. If you want to check out his thing, send him a subscribe. He'll like that. You'll see a link in the show notes to all the things that were just mentioned. And if you want to support the show, we have over 550 other episodes on, on this of this podcast on Podbean. If you want to listen to more of us talk, uh, we've done a, not as much Castlevania as we should have done. But there's Castlevania. You'll see the link in the show notes of all the other Castlevania stuff we've done so far. But go on Podbean, search Star Wars, search Batman, search whatever. You never know. It might come up. We've done a lot of random shit. And to go back to what I was only originally saying, if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for Little Dog. You vote in our Patreon poll. We have one every month. So definitely go support the show. It changes. You get to affect something that's going to be on the show every month. So definitely go do that. Oh, we have a Discord. Please join our Discord. More people are starting to join. So it's wonderful. Please join. <laughs> You'll yeah. see a link in the show notes. Chat with us. We need more people. And then and you can you can uh, talk to us like Mike does while he's recording this podcast. <laughs> Only sometimes, but, <laughs> but I did post earlier <laughs> why we were recording. I commented or something, but and you want to give a shout out to my awesome intro outro courtesy of Elena at Hell Hash. You can follow her on TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram. You will see a link to her link tree in the show notes. Definitely go check her out. And when you shop to Gamer Looks at 40, Bill Tucker has been on the show many, many times. I'm sure you know who he is. Go check out his podcast. You never listened to it before. Great show, much different than the show, but definitely go check him out. Uh, check out No Men's Fantasy, their podcast that I work with. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, Blue Sky, YouTube, audio only, but we are on all those things. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.